Welcome to the Where to Begin podcast, or welcome back. Um, I am Chrissy Francesco, and I know you guys haven't heard us for a little bit. I'm trying to go find the exact day uh, was the last time we did a show. Um, but uh, with me, as always, thankfully, is my wife, Morgan. How are you, honey? Besides stressed and overwhelmed. Good. <laughs> um. So uh, tonight we have quite a bit to talk about, um, and the reason being is on July 9th, uh, we welcomed, as you, we know we've talked about on prior podcasts, uh, we welcomed our second little girl into this world. Um, her name is Emily Harper. Um, she got here. Just that. Oh, like that's just her that. last name. Well, I mean, everyone knows. We decided she didn't need to have our last name. Well, so that I mean, is her name. <laughs> her name is just Emily Harper. Just Emily Harper. Um, that's funny. Uh, June 22nd was our last episode. So, yeah, I told you. Yeah, just about two weeks before um, Emmy was born. Um, so, and as you guys can probably hear during the show, you can probably hear the little one. Um, making her little cooing sounds. But um, so as we stated on prior shows, um, Emmy was due on July 9th and she arrived very punctual. We have already produced a very punctual child. Uh, she came into this world uh, 2.57 p.m. on July 9th. And what we'll do on this show is we'll start things off with talking about the birth story. Um, and I'll obviously I'll give that to the one who actually pushes a human out of their body, um, Morgan. So um, where we thought it was going to be kind of like an, an Addison situation where Addie was due October 4th. She was due Octo late October 3rd. Um, and that almost happened with um, with 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 uh, Emily. So if you hun, want to discuss if you're up for it to discuss uh i guess the evening of july 8th and then into july 9th yes it all started with pain and it ended with more pain no so yeah we thought oh, i was going into labor i don't what do you mean what, what do you mean i should start with july 8th because we went to the hospital july 8th yeah but nothing happened they yeah, sent but- me home but that's what I'm trying to say is we thought for it might have been we might have been going into labor July 8th. Correct. And I will say so we could tell it was soon. So actually, because we went into the hospital on July 8th, you were able to work from home on July 9th, assuming that we would have to go to the hospital anyway. So it actually kind of worked out that we went to the hospital on the 8th because it was clear that it was happening like very, very soon. So um yeah, they sent us home because I wasn't quite ready. Um, I also, I have to be on antibiotics when I give birth because of stuff that I have going on. That sounds so, that sounds so secretive because of all the stuff I got going on. No, all I just the have drugs antibiotics, that so. she takes. The drugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's important. So my OBGYN, it was important that if there's a chance that I'm going into labor, I had to go to the hospital just to be on the safe side. Um, but no, and then Chris stayed home on Friday to be on the safe side. I just said safe side twice. See, I'm so tired and exhausted. Um, those also mean the same thing. And now I'm just slowly repeating myself. No one's going to want to listen to this. We should just wrap it up now. Okay. 
Here we go. Well, everybody, it was nice to be back. We told you literally 5% of the birth story. Um, Wait, no, no, no. Okay. So then July 9th in the morning, I woke up and my water broke. And then we went to the hospital. And luckily, our next door neighbor was here to watch Addison. And your mom happened to be off, which was amazing because your mom is like never available when we need her. Her mm-hmm. work schedule is like very inconsistent, right? I can never remember what day yeah. she has off or not. And it just so happened that it was one day where she didn't happen to need to be in work. So it worked out perfectly. It worked out. Um, she watched Addison and we went to the hospital and um, we were in triage for like three hours, which was really, really rough because they didn't have the one person or anything available. Oh my room. gosh. I know we got there at what? Like 10, 10 30. No, we got, got there got, like, no, we got there like, like nine 15, nine o'clock. We no, had to get the waiting. Nine, yeah. That, yeah. A little after nine. It was a little after nine. Um, no. Cause that, you're right because of the amount of time and triage that adds up. We got there a little after nine and there was a person who had gotten there at eight and the person at the front desk told that woman to go sit down and they'll <laughs> call her, you know, when they're ready to intake her. Yeah. And I got there and I didn't sit down. I went straight to the, like, to the check-in desk, to the other check-in desk. So how right. it works is like where the sitting area is the check-in desk can't see you. Mm-hmm. So I went and I checked in and this woman was like, kind of, I feel like she was giving us like mean looks and I went and sat down and then she got up and she went over there. And it turns out that no one had told the like nurses that she had been there and she was there for over an hour waiting oh, for someone to check her in. Yeah. And no one even knew that she was sitting there. And it's because the person at the front desk was telling everyone, go sit down, they'll call you. But they're not communicating that people are arriving and the but, nurses physically can't see the waiting space. So this woman was like all upset and rightfully so, cause she's in but, labor. But look, if that's going on and you're a woman and you're in that much pain, you're in labor after about 10, 15 minutes, I'm walking up to the window and saying, uh, what's going on. I know. I don't know. Maybe it was her first one and she just thought yeah, that was normal. I just yeah. marched myself right up to that desk and I was like, I my water broke. And then I really want you didn't end up doing it. But, you know, we were we also then had to go back and wait for a while just to get to the waiting room. Yeah. And like my water broke and I had to be like, you need to tell them if they don't bring me back there, they're going to have to get towels and clean yeah. up wherever I am. So yeah. that sounds so gross, but it's true. That's I was like, they need to put me in a bed yeah. anyway. And so we got there. I was there for three hours and then they brought me to the room. And they got, I had the epidural, but the epidural didn't take right away. And so I had to keep, they got, what, remember he came in with like, like huge needle thing. And he was like, yeah, like a second. Yeah. It was like, like, it's almost like a booster shot. (laughs) It is. He like walks in with this giant shot, like huge, just full of liquid. A movie scene. And it's like, he's literally like holding it that way yeah. too. Like how you imagine like doctors oh, like holding God. the shots and like, and he just puts it in my IV and finally that worked. Um, but yeah, so um, I think we finally got to the room and like, I got my epidural and was all set around noon and then she was born at 2.57. Yeah. So oh, yawning. After four pushes. Yeah. Four push So I, and I always, I'm going to bring this up to Addison in about like five years. I'm going to, you know, correct her and let her know that she last, she took 18 hours to be born while, uh, well, longer than that, technically, because you were probably in yeah, labor. She was more like 24 hours, probably more than 24, because she was born at 6, 17 PM. Uh, I would say it's closer to 36 hours. So then, yeah. So 36 hours, literally we got to the hospital at 9 AM on July 9th. And then by two fifty-seven there's Emmy's already here. So Emmy wanted nothing to do anymore with her mother. 
being she inside of her done. mom. She's like, look, I just got to get out of here. I got to get to a boob and something has to <laughs> enter my body. I That's, need the boob. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, um, it was pretty spectacular. I have to admit, like what was so great about it was we had uh, Morgan's midwife and the same nurse from start to finish. Um, and they were spectacular. Absolutely amazing. Much everything that happened with Addison that were negatives were complete 180 positives with the experience with Emmy, which is wild because of all the restrictions going on in hospitals. And then you got COVID and, you know, there's 900 kids a day being born at these hospitals. And the fact that we were able to have our 900 kids a day. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just rolling off numbers, but uh, I mean, when we got, when we got to your room, they said within the last hour, nine babies were born. Like yes. while you were just laying in bed, you could hear babies Screams. crying down the hall being born. It's like, it's like literally just, you put a dollar in, you get a car, you put a dollar in, you get a car, you put a dollar in, you get a car. Like all these, it's just literally every room you go down, there's a baby being born. And we just got, we were very, very you know, grateful to have the same nurse um, from the time Morgan got her bed. And the midwife who was, let's see, Emmy was born at 257, like you said. The midwife, Morgan's midwife, um, was due to be off the clock at 4 p.m. Yeah. So literally, I, I mean, look, and, and well, that's funny. Emmy's saying, I want more, I want more. The, is that her hand or her leg? That's her hand. Oh, that's funny. So like, obviously, this is like an adult podcast, so we can kind of say certain things um like boob i mean that's <laughs> so there was a point where the nurse came in i want to say one o'clock and i think morgan you were two centimeters or four gosh i don't even remember it was between two and four it was four, four, it was four. so four centimeters and we get to around 245 and Morgan is having literally her contractions are looking like heartbeats to where there's no break. very fast heartbeats. Very, like you just yes. ran a mile. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would nonstop. Like usually for those who don't have kids, when you're having a contraction on the screen, you could see them and you could see them build and you can see them go down and go away. So you see how high they go. And it's like, you know, it's like you're recording a podcast and you see levels like radio levels. That's a contraction that you can look at on the screen. So usually like, you know, early on in the labor contractions go up and you have about three to four, five, six, seven, eight minute stretch where it's little hills. Right. So we get to around 2.45 p.m. and out of nowhere, thank God, you know, for the epidural, I'm looking at Morgan's screen and like the contractions are like literally off the grid. They're going off the grid nonstop, no break in between. And I would ask her, are, are you feeling these? She goes, I, you know, I feel some of them, but I'm looking at, it, I'm like, we might have to get a nurse because this looks like a screen that is meant for pushing. <laughs> like let we got to push. So I go out front. I, I wave to the nurse and she comes in and um, I say, you might want to look, can you look at the screen? I think we might, be ready to push and I don't know I, I'm just assuming that's what it would look like and she's like all right well, you, let me you assumed correct you should be yeah. a doula now 
Yeah, no. Chris the doula. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then uh so she goes, all right, well, let me check, let me check where you are in terms of dilated. And then literally she goes, Oh, you're 10 centimeters. You're ready to push. I'm like, oh, what the frig? And then she calls the midwife in, literally gets this bag ready, I guess, to catch whatever thing comes out of Morgan other than the baby. Um, is it, you mean the baby? Yeah, no, other than the baby. Obviously, they're there to catch the baby, but, you know, the midwife is getting this this bag and putting it in front of you. And I'm just like, oh, my God, where's her leg? I got to hold this thing. This is happening right now. And then you Morgan's- You didn't hold my leg, did you? I can't I held, remember. Yes, I did. I held your leg. Who else oh, that's right, you it? did. Was the nurse holding <laughs> the other leg? I don't yes, remember. Yes, the nurse was, was holding the other leg. Yeah. Um, Candy was lucky. She didn't have to hold anything. Um, except the baby at the end and then literally they say all right uh we are ready to push now and then all of a sudden morgan pushes four times and then within literally like eight minutes the you know m was born like it was unbelievable i still um, remember they brought her to me and i was it was very surreal because i yeah, didn't like, realize that she had been born like i didn't i, I, <laughs> I had no idea like all of a sudden they gave me the baby and i'm like oh she's here like i had no idea that that had just happened yeah. And once again, I was so skillful to where even though I held the leg, I saw nothing, which is great. So, um, men, if you need practice, just let me know. I charge by the hour. I'll teach you how to be able to not see and hold the leg at the same time. Um, but it was, oh, my it, love. it was amazing. I mean, Emmy, she came out, you got the holder for a while. Um, I had much sharper scissors this time to cut the umbilical cord. Oh, that's um, just so gross. That is one is, thing that it is just not my, my thing. It is awful. Like I, <laughs> like I don't understand. Like the whole and oh, the dad or the significant other's got to cut it. I'm like, well, what? Who cares? What's the significance? I'm just, just cut it. Who? This kid's gonna be attached to me for 18 years. Like, why do I have to cut this cord? Um, just you do it. You cut it. You pulled the baby out of her you just cut the cord. wow i can't wait to tell our children that you didn't care about bringing them into this world i created them and helped bring them into the world they were tethered to my body with that cord you should have cut you it needed to release them and you didn't care about their release that sounds so i'm tired <laughs> um but um it was great man i mean i when it was over you know emmy um, luckily she latched right away to Morgan, which, you know, is always a worry for any mom, I guess, when that plan on breastfeeding, um, you know, we got very lucky. Addie latched right away. I mean, gosh, Emmy, as soon as she felt flesh, it was game over. So it was, it was really, it was good like there. a piranha. It really was. Um, it was great. Uh, seven pounds, 13 ounces, which is mm -hmm. right about eight pounds. Addison was eight, one. Um, when she was born. Um, so, you know, we were, it's just really, it was just really great moment. Um, we had lots of food from the hospital. Oh my so gosh. Maximize I, our I maximize. I was the ultimate opportunist when it came to getting all these free meals. I mean, I was calling every like couple hours like, yeah, I just want to get this. I want to get that. I'll just go down to Starbucks. I was getting free coffees. I was getting free, you know, non-fat caramel macchiatos that I always get for free at the, at, you know, as long as I had that little wristband on and said I was a new dad, it's like everybody would just hand me new things. I'm like, I wish I could guys hand you my hospital bill. You could take care of that for me as being a new dad. But um, it was it was great. Um, it was just so much fun. It really was. Um, Considering, too, that it, we were worried that it was going to be 
a yeah, lot more stressful than it was because of Addison and making sure she was okay and taken care of. And yeah. we were really blessed that the timing of everything worked out so well. Like, like I said, your mom who schedules little all over the place sometimes just happened to be available. Yeah. So she was able to be with Addie, you know, do her morning thing. She took Addie to her house so Addie could play with the dogs and just, you know, get a different environment. And, mm-hmm. you know, Emmy was born that day. So you were able to go home and be with Addie. Um, yeah. and do nighttime. And like, I just felt like Addie's routine wasn't disrupted too much. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- that was, that was a huge blessing. So that was a huge stressor for us. Yeah, And, you know, I hear a lot of things. Um, and, you know, I got crap from a couple people as well. When they found out that once Emmy was born after a few hours, I went home. Morgan said, Who gave you crap? Said, I'm not going to say on the air, but I mean, I you read texted it, it to me. Oh, okay. But I mean, I mean, I read it on, on like parenting stuff on Instagram all the time. Like, you know, dads that get ridiculed if they leave the hospital, like after a baby's born. So I'm just gonna kind of let y'all know if you don't have a kid or if you plan on doing it, once that baby's born and, you know, God willing, no issues whatsoever. The mom is great. The baby's great. Um, and, you know, if the, if, the, if the mom is breastfeeding, just letting y'all know for dads, there's no reason for you to stay there unless your wife absolutely needs you there. If your wife. That's not true. I would have loved you to be there. Yeah, but I'm just so saying. Like, just be present. It's yeah, a scary no, no. moment. No, no, and no, no. Have to be alone. I'm not talking about, oh, baby's out. I'll see you later. I mean, like after hanging around for three or four hours by your side, eating dinner, like what we did, we had, we ate food together. We made sure, you know, everything was fine. But I'm just saying, you know, dads don't feel bad if, you know, you want to go home and get a few hours of sleep because, you know, more than likely you probably were up just as much as the mom. Whoa. Whoa. I said awake just as much as the mom. Whoa. What's wrong? You slept during that time. I didn't. And I also had contractions during that time and you didn't. you slept. Oh. (laughs) You slept that night. I I was awake. She, I was awake from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Oh, I know. No, I know. But hey, look, that next day, I um, I went to the hospital in the morning, and then I came later that night. We had dinner together. That was really nice. Um, but look, it was, we were super grateful because Morgan doesn't want me to just sit at the hospital, especially, you know, with Addison at home. Morgan just, you know, well, you had, go home, go sleep. You had to go home the first time with Addison, too, to take care of the dog like there are things that have to get done yeah yeah it's um it's not easy you know for the mom after you give birth knowing that you know your your husband um has basically has to go home because i mean we have other things going on um you know it's not a movie where we get to watch people oh i'm just gonna stay here we get to hold the baby all the time nah it doesn't work it doesn't work that way in real life when you have a home with a dog and another child, um, you know, people, you know, we don't have 24 hour babysitting services. So it's like, did I want to be with my wife? Of course. But I knew that I had other responsibilities that I had to take care of. Um, and like another thing, and, you know, this will kind of go into the part that I wanted to talk about earlier about, you know, something that my wife and I, you know, we've had some arguments over it. Um, I, I just don't think she fully understands my point of view and it's really hard for her to do that. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm not going to hold it against her that she doesn't understand where I'm coming from, but I'm, I'm, 
I know there's a lot of dads that listen to the show and that that they do understand. I've even talked to some of these dads that understand where I'm coming from is it's not fun for a dad to be with a newborn. Like it's, I love Addison to death. I mean, I, anybody or anything that messes with her, they're dead, you know, literally D E D dead. Like they're, (laughs) they are in the ground gone, but it's not enjoyable. It's not, I don't like her sometimes with the, the nonstop crying and it's not nonstop, but to, but you have to remember, I go to work during the day. When I come home, she's not great. So to me, it's nonstop because I get bad Emmy. <laughs> I get I get miserable Emmy that just slept for four hours at home. Now is going to start cluster feeding, and every time you put her down for five seconds, she goes batshit crazy. So it's but and then here's the other thing for me is I try to give Emmy so much love or just a newborn we went through the same thing with addison gosh i mean there i vividly remember pacing our second floor with addison for an hour and you know playing lullabies in the background and in the dark and singing to her and shushing you know doing that kind of stuff and she would just cry and cry because she just was unhappy or all she wanted to do was eat but morgan needed 10 minutes, just 10 minutes of this animal not sucking on her chest um, for a little bit. And so for me as a dad of a newborn, if somebody, they always ask me the question, how is it, how is it having a newborn? I'm like, it's not fun because I get nothing out of it at, and not for nothing. Emmy gets nothing out of it for me either. They're, they don't, the only thing that they care about is my wife is being fed that's it the connection for a newborn is between mother and child i have no connection with with emmy and it's i don't mean that in in a a cynical way or a mean way i don't want to come off like i'm being an asshole to somebody like i'm not i'm not this caring dad listen i'm the best dad you'll ever see in your life hell yeah when it comes to being a dad nobody can touch me no Cut a promo. Let's go. No, but I'm just trying to say, like, yo, my name's Chris, and I'm a dad fool. Mic drop. You sound like Bo from Super Choke Slam, (laughs) Super Kick. You literally sound like Bo from Super Slam. Flying Arrow. Flying Arrow. The thing that Neville does. The Falcon. The Falcon Arrow. The Falcon Arrow. I'm impressed that you even remember an arrow. That was yeah. But like flying thing. Yeah, I know. But like that's what I'm trying to say is. I don't want to come off as if like I'm Superman like, punch. Sorry, I'm going to let you go now. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like there's, I don't want to come off like I'm this uncaring, not present dad. That's just not true. I'm literally, I've, and I don't mean, again, I don't mean this in a bad way. Like I've sacrificed friendships. I've sacrificed time outside because before Emmy, it was okay for Morgan to say, hey, go hang out with your friends on this Friday or Saturday night. And for a few hours, I have to work. Yeah, because she's working and and Addie's sleeping by eight thirty. So what am I? It's not a big deal. It's not like that now. And I don't give Morgan any problems about that. I don't think about it. I have a responsibility. I had sex with Morgan, unprotected, 
<laughs> plan Why having a baby. Praising it this way. Why no, can't you no, no, just no, no, say? No, listen, listen. I made this. I we planned to have a baby. We did this. We did that to create the child. I put the response at that moment. I put the responsibility on myself that there's sacrifices that be made. There's friendships that are going to be altered, and there's a lot of things that I'm going to want to do that can't be done right at this moment. So, but that doesn't mean that it's fun having a newborn or an infant because it's not. There's nothing fun for about two months, three months. There's nothing fun about it. Are you done with the nothing fun, Ryan? You've literally just been going on and on about how newborns are awful. Okay. How do you feel then about newborns? I love newborns. Okay. Okay. I love the stage this time more than last time because, you know, you and I have discussed, we are comfortable with two children. That's where we want to be. You know, if God has other plans, he has other plans, but, um, you know, we don't actively plan on having more. Right. And so for me, I kind of see this as my last baby, you know, so it's kind of extra special in that regard. They're both special because Addie was my first, so it was all new. And I'm like, this is my last newborn phase. But I also, I think, cause we're different, but like when she cries, I see, I don't want to say, no, I am more compassionate, you know, because I, I see it as she, if you put yourself in her place, she's probably scared. She can't understand what's going on. You know, if she has an itch, she can't scratch it. If she's in pain, she can't vocalize it. If she's hungry, she has no idea if she's going to be fed. You know, if she poops, she has no idea if she's going to be changed. She has literally no control and she has no idea what or when things are going to happen to her. So oh, I, completely independent. I so get probably- that. Very scary. You know, the little thing, like the little tiniest itch, could probably make her cry because she has no idea how to, you know, make herself feel better. I so get that part. I see My it from part that is side of things. There's nothing that I have done or that I can do that suits her because I'm not you. Well, you, you could have a nice, have, calming tone. I have a very nice tone with her. Just last night, I was walking in a dark living room for 45 minutes, literally humming to her. And she just kept crying. And I hand her to you, stop crying. I literally want to throw myself down steps when like that Maybe happens. it's the beard. Maybe no, she doesn't like beards. Um, well, I don't think so. I had the same thing with Addison. You don't know. Addison's not Emily. They're two sure. completely different people. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> but like, that's, that's a part that I struggle with as, as a dad to a newborn is that I... I love her. Like I enjoy that she's here, but like, I just don't enjoy but the time you, I have with her. You don't enjoy. No, I enjoy the fact <laughs> I know that you, we, our family. I know complete. exactly what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I enjoy that we now have exactly what we prayed for, exactly what we wanted. Um, you know, you know, Addie has her sister and, you know, hopefully her lifelong um, best friend. So it's like. Or arch enemy. I can't two. wait for the arch enemy stage. That's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to, that I'm going to love it. You're going to be the one freaking out. I'm going to be the one saying, okay. You're going to be putting gonna... them against each other. Like, I was going to say. Addie. <laughs> Emmy said this. Exactly. Emmy, can you believe Addie did this? <laughs> I can't wait. Um, but like, that's the struggle I have is I just feel like I'm just not that. I mean, what? In the grand scheme of things, we're both kind of meaningless to her in her eyes. You're basically her feeding tube. But it seems to me like obviously she was inside of you for nine months that when she feels you and feels your skin or like hears your voice, she recognizes that. 
I'm kind of nothing for like six months. Like it really is nothing. And it sucks because when I come home from work, usually Emmy's sleeping, she's napping a little bit. And it's like, and then as soon as she wakes up, it's like nothing goes right. Nothing works. And it's the only, the only person that it works for is Morgan. It's just very frustrating for me. It's almost sad in a way because it, it comes off as if like, you know, am I not doing the right, a good job? Am I not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, I mean, I've already changed more poop diapers with Emmy than I did the first like year of Addison. So it's like, you know, I do all these, I play with, I try to play with her as much as I can. You know, I, um, you know, I don't you shake. You mess crap. with her. You put your hand oh, in my her gosh. face and make weird noises. I do. And I, cr- I, I, you know, do the whole fish thing with her cheeks and I tickle the crap. She's very ticklish. And I tickle the crap out of her. Um, you know, I, I, I blow into her cheeks and um, I make her, I make her punch herself. <laughs> I mess with her legs as if she's running really fast to nowhere. Uh, but like, I just try to play with her and it's like nothing ever works. And that's just what it, it, it just hurts my feelings. That's all. And I just don't, don't think you, under- you should, you should address this. You should address it. You shouldn't just let this go. Just go. You should sit down and have a conversation with her about it. Be like, Emmy, you're making me feel this way. Oh, this whole time I thought you were actually going to make a solid point. And then you went and go talk to an infant. That is a solid point. If somebody caught you me having a serious a speech with an infant, they take me away. <laughs> Listen, you're never going to get to the bottom unless you communicate. Well, I will I'll say, say, I will say, um, you had a really big problem in the very beginning with Addison. Not with Addison, but there was a point where you felt like literally you were just being wasted away. How come you're not feeling that way now with Emmy? Because I've been through it, so I know what to expect. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. I understand. Um, I will say this time, though, uh, with the birth of Emmy, I think I was much better than I was with Addison. You were. In the room. Especially considering you had a headache. Poor you. I'm just throwing one in there. <laughs> you know the funny. So yeah. So Chris, Chris made it very clear to me at one point when I'm. I was towards then when I was getting close to pushing and the contractions were getting really bad. He made a point to let me know that he had a really bad headache. And the funny thing was, is before when I packed my hospital bag weeks before this, I preemptively thought to pack Advil <laughs> for Chris. And so I'm like having really bad contractions. I'm reminding him that there's Advil in the bag that he can take. It's so yes. funny. I can't believe I, at one point, I'm just like, where's the Advil? And she's like, it's in my bag. <laughs> oh, it was really funny. Um, all right. So yeah, that's, that's the birth story. Um, but uh, trying to think like all, everything else that's been going on. Look, it's a Friday night. We're recording this. And it was funny. We were upstairs and it was, you know, as Morgan was angry with me over something, um, with her laptop and I guess I other things that I probably do that pisses her off. But as I'm up there, I go, she goes, Oh, how was the gym? Cause I went to the gym for about 45 minutes and I was like, Oh, it was empty. I was like, everybody is out, you know, drinking on a Friday night. And she goes, Oh, well, so is Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really funny. I was like, Oh, look at that. Emmy's having a Thanks, much more fun time. Than me. Um, <laughs> that can be funny. That can be funny. Um, <laughs> So other than that, I mean, what else have we been doing? I'm trying to think. 
uh, oh, well, our air conditioner broke in the hot or the week oh leading gosh. up to the birth of Emmy, our, which our was air besides this system. week. Yes. Our whole got replaced system. the day before she was no. born. No, it was a day, yeah, was a day before. before. Oh, so yeah. So besides this week, if you guys live in South Jersey, um, this has been like the hottest week of the summer, all, you know, four straight days of 105 plus degrees. The previous hottest day, hottest week of the summer was the week that Emmy was born where we had no air conditioning. It was so bad that I think it was like a Tuesday night. Um, it was like 1230 in the morning. And it you're was forgetting eight. the worst. You're forgetting the worst part of it all. Remember, so our AC, the, how oh it happened my God, was, yeah. so it how happened was I woke up and I saw, I went to the laundry room and there was water coming up from underneath the floor and I panicked because I'm like mold, that could be an issue. And then I realized it looked like it was coming from the AC. So we had people come take a look at it. Our AC was completely frozen on the inside. Like when you took the control panel off, it literally was a giant block of ice. Mm -hmm. And so then in order to try and melt the ice, they turned the heat on. So oh. now it's like one of the hottest days of the year so far. And the heat is on in my house <laughs> and it's not melting. It, and so they said, okay, we're just gonna have to come back tomorrow. Just keep it off for the day and let it all melt. So it's the hottest day of the year. I have it off, um, you know, so it can melt. So they can look at it the next day. Chris is at work and we don't have enough fans. Chris goes after work and gets fans. So we get nice box fans in the house at like, you know, five o'clock PM. Which actually and felt then, decent for a while. Yeah. And yeah. then there was a bad thunderstorm and the power went out. Power so the AC had been off all and day. And the fans don't work. And now we don't even have the fans because the power is out. And so we packed up at one point and Addie woke up 1 probably from the thunder and being super hot. No, she woke up at like 1140. Chris, we were out driving from midnight to 1230. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we went out driving we from midnight to 1230. Addison in the car and drove around towns just so we could throw the AC on for a half hour. And then we came back inside and then she's not going to sleep. And normally, you know, we let her watch some like shows before sleep or like these like lullaby nighttime things. And then, you know, she has her iPad, but of course the internet's down because we have no power. So I was able to create a hotspot, but it was just like a whole thing. Yeah. And then eventually the power went back on, but we still couldn't turn the AC on. It was just so bad. And yep. then they came out the next day and they said, we need a whole replacement. And it was still super hot. And um, it was so nice that so we had so many friends and so many people reach out to us who were like, you can come stay with us or like spend the day with us. And it was just so nice. Yeah. Our, but then um, I end up not being able to because I had meetings scheduled. I had people coming into the house like it yeah. was just a rough day. Yeah. And then uh, our um, a friend of ours let us borrow a window unit. So we put the window <laughs> unit in for <laughs> Which one Which was like, oh, was you so talk about <laughs> we had our bedroom at like 63 degrees. Oh, it's it so was, nice. And we had Addie stay in there with so us. It was so loud. So loud. Yeah. Um, the next day, they replaced the system. And then yep. the next day, Emmy was born. And then a week and a half later, the dryer broke. And then yeah, we needed to replace broke. the washer dryer. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's been fun <laughs> since since uh, the week that Emmy was born. We have, we have replaced our, air, our entire air conditioning system in the house. And washer dryer. And a washer dryer. So guess what? Anybody out there that's looking for a house in about a year? be prepared to pay because we have literally given you guys all brand new utility systems, like tens of thousands of dollars worth of systems that are all repair repaired and ready to go. They're brand new. And I give my clients tens of thousands of dollars worth of systems via ClickUp and Dubsado. Joyful <laughs> Hire me. See, it's a plug. That's funny. Um, Thanks, that was brother. good. Um, so yeah, other than that, 
uh, other than a baby and literally just getting a um, like a uh, those machines that blow things out of them of all of our money just going out each end of the house. Um, we we're doing great. I mean, we found a new television show to watch, which is thank God because I'm because I'm completely okay. completely burned out from the office. Um, really, I'll never get sick of that. I'm burnt. Yeah, but remember, I was burned out for a couple months, and then I was like, "Oh, can we start the show over?" And I loved it. So, um, I was burned out from the office, and then I had heard for a while about the show Superstore. I had heard that it was such a good show and really funny, but we never really got around to it because it's sometimes it's hard for us to start a new show because by the time we get in bed, we're tired. So let's just throw it's easy to throw an office on or like, you know, a little bit ago, like I would put Chris Angel on and Morgan. would That's just, go just what you want to fall asleep to. Right. Chris Angel, mind freak. Yeah. Why not? Nothing puts me to sleep like watching him swallow blades. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so then we we finally you know, hunkered down and said, let's watch Superstore. So we started it and we're already in what, season three? We're in the like, very beginning of season this three. Beginning stage of season three and we love it. It is so good. So Such funny. a good show. Um, I just finished today. I watched within a couple of days, all three seasons, uh, Frontier on Netflix starring Jason Momoa. And of course you have to plug that just so everyone knows Chris is on this Jason Momoa kick. He Not bought his shoes. He bought his Harley Davidson shirt. He bought another shirt. He bought a 12 pack of water bottles that Jason Momoa was like, like got behind. He's now into what into rock. He saw Jason Momoa doing rock climbing, and now Chris is going to go. That's do rock not climbing. true. No, that's Watch false. Watch Aquaman at least five times a week, every seventeen week times in the last weeks. month. Exactly. Yes, not helping your cause there. And now you're watching Frontier, which stars him. And you started that show C, which stars him. So you I'm are not gonna on a watch Jason Momoa kick. Why what happened? I don't know. It was it's just, too intense. It's really dark. Mm. Yeah. But um I might maybe I will because I want to watch second season because Batista is the antagonist, and I like anything Batista. I think Batista's great. So I, I like him. I think it's a pretty cool dynamic, but um, so it, I'm not on a Momoa kick. I'm just, yes, you are. he does good things. Um, and Chris, you bought a land, an Aquaman lanyard and you loved it. He's like your favorite now, Chris, you are all about Jay. He's like your new favorite guy. I went from like Chris Angel to Jason Momoa. Hold on. I still love Chris Angel. I, no, I mean. but Jason Momoa is like the one you're like, because he, he like I don't, into is a weird word, but like it's well, like seeing what I, he does and when stuff. Because you well, like him, but he also is very like environmentally. Like, he's just a really cool dude. I love he? what he does for the environment, and he seems like the coolest dad. Like he really cares about his family. Mm-hmm. Um, he has like one. Well, I mean, he loves motorcycles. I mean, I love Harley Davidson. Um, and then like he listens to the same music that like we do. Like is really hard. Like into like you know eighties heavy metal. Um, that kind of stuff. But I just think overall, he's just a really cool dude. And I just, I, it's something about those Hawaiian and like those Samoans. It's like, they're all just nice people. Yeah. It's like, I mean, why can't everyone be <laughs> that nice and, and, you know, care for others? Um, but yeah, you know, when you get to this stage of your life, you kind of try to hit your wagon to legitimately good people. So I kind of, um, that's what well, I, I hitched I like my wagon do. to you. So what does that say? 
you got to an age where you're like, you know what? I'm going to hitch my wagon to this beautiful human being. That's right. I'm <laughs> proud of you. Normally you use that as for as a tool of self-deprecation. Yeah, I know. Listen, the first step is admitting it. So I have to admit that I'm beautiful. So we're good. Good, good. <laughs> See, man, that's yeah, sexy, but, my love. No, but you hate it because you're gonna be like, oh God, don't let anybody else hear that because then you'll go find somebody else. I know. I'm actually really happy that you didn't love yourself for so many years because if you did realize <laughs> how amazing and awesome you are, you totally would not have been single by the time I was available. Oh, stop. No, it's true. You would be with some like Disney princess. I have been. Oh, like, legit. Me, like, I know legit. you have been. <laughs> Listen, that was a, that's a long, long time ago. That was a past Chris. That's not, that was bad. That was bad. It better be a past Chris. That was, uh, that was pre-Jesus. So, ah, so that explains everything. Ah, yes. It it explains it all. (laughs) Um, but, um, look, it's been, it's been difficult because unfortunately for Morgan, she doesn't get your traditional maternity leave. You know, she really just took four weeks off and then she got right back on I the wagon. Yeah. And I really four- didn't. And because um, you were mad at me, I, I did work all four weeks. Yeah. And look, I'm, I'm, I'm just this human that walks in and out of the door all day and helps her with the kids. But she doesn't listen to me. <laughs> I, I said, take four weeks off, but take four weeks off. I know. Um, but look, I, you know, she's literally... The only other human that I know that works hard as hard as her is, you know, our family friend who, you know, is right now going to college and is a full-time teacher and then works a part-time job in the summer. So it's literally the two hardest working women I've ever met in my life. So it's in one set, in one aspect, I'm very proud of, of my wife for how dedicated, you know, and I, I hope, some of her clients listen to the show. So you can realize that because she works so hard for you, she pisses me off. (laughs) So she works very hard for her business. She busts her ass to make sure it's better than anybody else out there. And eventually, you know, everybody will realize that. And then I can finally be retired and we can go on these extravagant vacations and we can do it's the goal off the hard work of working. Morgan, please work a little bit more so we so I can take this trip to Hawaii. <laughs> um, so I mean that's the goal. The goal oh, is for goodness. Morgan's company and it's that's that. why you want to go to Hawaii because of Jason no, Momoa. That's oh why you're God, on this kick. No. Also, that's why you want to go to Atlantis because of Aquaman. No, oh my it is when all we met when together. when Addie was born. I remember telling you, let's not do Disney. Let's go to an island. And I had always brought up Atlantis. Because I know one of the few kid-friendly islands are Atlantis. That's that's all. It's, I've always known that since I was like a teenager. I was like the only because I also remember. Um, uh, uh, he's not really my uncle. He's my one of my best friends' uncle. I remember he won a work trip um, as being like an employee of the year. They sent him to Atlantis, Bahamas for a week, all paid, and he came back and he said it's phenomenal for adults but it's very kid friendly so whoever has kids would love to go to atlantis i've always had that in my mind for 15 years now and i i know that now since addie's at that age where she would love certain things like with 
dolphins and you know seals and you know water and all that fun stuff you know aquariums in the actual ocean and you know you can coral go, let's just throw out more sea themed yeah, yeah but turtles I'm just, to, I'm just trying to say like instead of just relegating to disney look i mean abby's gonna absolutely adore disney world but how it is right now it's not the most appealing family place right now um hopefully within a year it'll change um to but we don't know yet but i just figured well let's go to an island and let's go to the bahamas let's go to atlantis and we can do different things and it's probably i mean no matter what still more relaxing than disney even with you know emmy will be one so it'll still be more relaxing and i mean i guess neither of the kids see you and i disagree because i for me neither of the kids will be able to remember it and i don't think you can really enjoy doing things like swimming with the dolphins unless you can remember it and like we wouldn't be able to do things as a family because emmy would be too young yeah so you know one of us would always have to be sitting out like I don't know. I just feel like we should save that trip for when the kids are older. I agree. Maybe a couple more years. But I'm just saying it has nothing to do with Jason Momoa. It has everything to do with... No, it has nothing to do with... Oh, my God. Um, But, no. um, Yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, You know, let's see. It's August. So we have Addison's birthdays coming up. So we got to start planning her third birthday party. Um... Let's see, our anniversary's coming up. Uh, it's all good things, man, in the holidays. The holidays this year. All good be, things. All good, all good things. things. Yeah, the holidays are going to be wild. Um, we're going to definitely do this podcast more often. Um, so as we have oh, the two really? kids. We're going are you going to leave one of your other podcasts? I basically have. I've left two of them. I only have two shows. I only, only do two shows now. So it's, um, I do Big Geek Energy which you guys can find anywhere you listen to podcasts. And Here's I do this podcast. Plug. You just plug yeah, you your do. business. <laughs> Chris, I'm trying to make the money here. <laughs> That's true. I got to go rock climbing. I need you to make more money. I know. <laughs> I'm just okay. Daddy wants a hat. No, daddy has enough hats. Um, can I? This is recorded. I have that. Yeah, recorded. but the fun fact is I can edit this out. Um, I can't. You cannot. Gonna, this I cannot know. be undone. Um, you cannot unsay that. <laughs> um, but also while I'm doing this, I want to say happy birthday to, uh, I'm not going to say their last name, but happy birthday to Ariana. Um, her, she turned two today. Um, so that's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, we're going to go celebrate with her tomorrow. It'll be Addie and I are going to go to a little birthday party and Addie's going to have some interaction with kids her age. <laughs> Who'd have thunk that? Um, so it's uh, going to be great. So happy birthday, little princess. We love you and we can't wait to celebrate you um, uh, tomorrow. So um, look, it's been a lot of fun. Um, is there anything you want to add here, hon, before we head out of here and get ready to go to bed? No, it's late. It's late. I'm so sorry. This was not my best podcast. I'm just so what tired. Mean? You're fine. Yeah, you're kind of like me wait. when the t- when the quote unquote red light goes on, you kind of turn it on. As soon as this goes off, I'm just going to slam my head on the table and fall asleep. As soon as this but... goes off, I'm just going to come and start yelling at you for who knows what. I, I, I know. Let's... What? What was that? I said, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I thought you would have said something like, oh, that's not going to happen, my love. You're perfect. You would never do that. 
I wish that face that you're making was a sound so people could hear what I'm seeing. It would probably sound like some kind of walrus or something. What? It would sound terrible. Um, But uh, no, if you guys want to check us out, where to begin, obviously, um, tell your friends, tell your family. Um, Also, for me, if you guys like entertainment, uh, film, television, uh, pro wrestling, um, comic books. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Aquaman. uh, Check out. uh, Jason Momoa's water brand. Yeah, it's right Big here. Geek Energy, yes. Yeah. I know. Um, so check out Big Geek Energy. Just to remind you, there is some coarse language. Um, it's just three dudes that are completely nerding out on nerd things. Like we just did uh, a show. We talked about Suicide Squad and uh, the Suicide Squad, which my wife and I will talk about in our next episode. Um, a lot of movies coming up that Morgan and I are going to go see in theaters. And then we're going to review them on our show. Because one of the reasons that we did this show was I wanted to do movie reviews with my wife because we love film. Um, and now that movies are back, you know, for now, because this whole freaking country shutting down again. Um, now all these films, like literally October through February, there's so many good movies coming out that we really want to see. So much so that we bought a chalkboard to put on our wall so we can remind ourselves when these films are coming out. Um so we're going to review those films that we're going to see in theaters. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, coming up next week on Big Geek Energy. We're going to talk about our top 10 favorite 90s television shows, which is the era that my wife and I and we grew up in. Um, so question about that. Sure. What qualifies as a 90s show? If something started in the 80s and ran through the 90s, is that that 90s? if something started in the 90s and then counts. but most of it was in the 2000s counts. So if one show had an episode on December 31st, 1999, yeah. it counts as a 90s show. Uh, that doesn't It was know. in the 90s for one day. Okay, so where do you draw the line then, Chris? Probably the end of night. Probably. I. That's a good question. I would assume if it starts in like 1998, I can't, and it runs like 2007, it's a 2000 show. It's not a 90, mm. I don't think it's you a 90s show. better clarify this with your co-host. Like. Then. Like I, think, I don't want to I, be listening to this podcast and be like, that's a lie. Like Friends is a 90s show because it started in like 95 and it went to what, 2004? That's tech. It's that's a, a 90s middle, show. That's a 90s show. Like Seinfeld and, and Friends are a 90s show. Um, but there's a couple other ones I'm trying to remember that might not be. Seinfeld is in 80s? Seinfeld started in 89. But well, ended in ninety nine. So that's a ninety show. Um, I didn't it was ten whole years. We still need to finish that. Yeah, friend, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air is a ninety show. Um, you know, Full House is nineties. Rugrats, that's nineties. That's nineties. South Park is not. Cons- that's nineteen ninety seven. I think SpongeBob <laughs> came out in the nineties. When I say think, uh, I mean it came I mean, out of the nineties. Simpsons is the nineties. Um, for me, Batman animated series is the nineties. Why just uh, for you? Why not for me? Because I'm a girl. Because I'm a woman. Yes. I watched it. I also watched the Justice League show. I love the Justice League show. I also watched every (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Justice League. I watched every (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Doo. I had like so many Scooby-Doo themed birthdays. (laughs) An interesting one would be, I think this is, it might be a 90s show. It's Everybody Loves Raymond. So I'm going to have to, I think it was like 96 or 97. It might be right at that cutoff date, but I'll have to see like home. Oh my God. The nineties had everything. Home improvement, 
Family Matters. God, it had every show that you could think of in the 90s. Um, and I agree. Not The and, Office, not Superstore. I'm going to list all the shows that weren't 90s to make that statement seem I mean, so that stupid. That is true. Let me ask you this before we get out of here. We've been on here for a while, but you know we had a lot to talk about. Vanilla Ice, for those of you who know Vanilla Ice. Ice, Ice baby. A couple, about a month or two ago, he was in an interview and he said the 90s is the last great decade. And he had a good point of why it was because it was the last decade before social media. And he means that when somebody came out with new music, like you had to wait for it to come out. The anticipation of the 90s was still there. Like you had Mm -hmm. to wait a week to watch a television show. You had to wait a month to like order, you know, if you, uh, you couldn't just stream any show you wanted, like you either had to watch it or it's gone until like syndication in a couple years brings it back. So like a lot less spoilers too. no, no spoilers because there's no internet. There was no internet. And well, there was it, internet, but not like I see, not like what, yeah. yeah. You couldn't go on Twitter and like within 20 minutes of a show debuting and get the ending of what happened. So, like, I love the fact that he said that because I think if you think about it, it's the last greatest decade we'll ever have be- in terms of entertainment because it was the last one before we knew everything every second. So, I think it's really cool that, you know, the night when you talk about like the 90s, that's like our era. It might go down as one of the greatest decades ever because it was literally the last one before the complete overhaul of the world. It was before it was the decade right before cell phones. Um, just it, it's incredible to think about. We'll be talking about that next week, but um, I'll have to get Morgan's favorite '90s television shows so I can talk about those on Big Geek Energy. So um, it's gonna be a fun list. Dexter's wait. Laboratory. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. I remember watching Powerpuff that. Girls. Arthur. <laughs> Cat Dog. Ren and Stimpy. Beavis Angry and Butthead. Angry Beavers. Beavis and Butthead. What Love was the it. one? Ghost, Space Ghost? No. It, oh, yeah, Space say? Ghost on yeah, Cartoon Space Network. Ghost. Oh, yeah. my God. I used to watch that at 11 o'clock every, was it Friday or Saturday night? Why were you up that late, sir? You were a youngin'. I was like 12. <laughs> oh, the child's awake. Um, and she looks like she's smiling in the camera. That's so funny. Um, all right, we're going to get out of here because guess what, guys? Chances are the witching hour is beginning. Um, mm-hmm. So before she starts to cry, I want to thank everybody. We are back. We're, we didn't go anywhere. We're going to be on a lot more often than we have been, but the last <laughs> 10 months have been quite busy, to say the least, but we're good now. Um, but thank you guys very much. Um, Morgan, thank you for your time. Get ready to feed the child who just spit up. Um, so uh, I hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend and next week. Um, looking forward to talking to you guys. Remember, uh, Joyful and Company, reach out to Morgan on the Instagram, eh? The Instagram. Big Geek Energy. You can find us. Uh, I think it's Big Geek Energy Podcast on Instagram yeah. and Facebook. So go like us, check us out. If you guys want to listen to something, let us know. We're very good with requests. Um, so, uh, thank you guys so much. I'm Chris Francesco. That's Morgan Francesco, the, the one and only. Um, this is Where to Begin. It better be the one and only. That's correct. Um, I hope you guys have a good one, and we will catch you guys down the road. Uh, have a good one, and bye-bye.